This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Coming! Wow, this is an amazing uh, turnout of amazing Bachrin. So, and Rebbeim, this is unbelievable. So we have the, uh, I guess you all know because you came, but we have the huge scores of having Rebbe Lapiansky. The truth is that, in a way, we're all kind of Talmidim of Rolpiansky, because the amount that I've take that I've been able to be Zochef to get from Rolpiansky is, um, I, I still feel bad calling myself a Talmud because I wasn't in his Gemara shir. But Lemaisa, as close as, as someone could become a Talmud without actually sitting in a Gemara shir, uh, the uh, so in a way we're all really Talmidim of of Rolpiansky. It's a tr- tremendous chus. We have anyone should ask any question whatsoever that they have. There's a few guys who sent questions with me who aren't here because they're, uh, and they asked me to ask for them. So maybe I'll start with one question and then... Um, First, uh, it's, it's wonderful to be with the Oilam. I look forward, year after year, I meet a great bunch of fun chavre, and a few years later, they're all like big Tamir Chachamim and like really, really stark. So amazing, amazing groups. Okay, so the, uh, one, of the, one of the guys asked that... One of the guys asked that the, um, there's a lot of guys in, over here who are looking to, uh, who are like growing a lot, really, really striving, but there's also a lot of guys and girls who, um, who uh, there's like the, the, they have a lot of friends who aren't necessarily striving at the same rate, and it leaves some guys feeling that they have to kind of choose between their their like religion and their friends. And especially if like, if we have a lot of guys choosing religion with you, so you have a lot of friends with you. But let's say you have that, you have very few guys choosing religion with you. So how do you make, how do you do that when you're like religion versus your friends? What do you do? So it's, it's a tough question because friends, chevra is, is important. It's natural. Um, people, it's hard for people to be loners and they shouldn't be loners. I would suggest doing it in ways that are smart. In other words, finding activities you can go with friends and have a good time that are not what you would consider to be detrimental to yourself. Um, I would suggest trying to find places where you have chevra that are serious. Like if, if let's say in some of your community, there's a, there's a kolo, there's, there's a group of people that are more serious coming there Shabbos or Sunday. In other words, finding both meaningful connections in environments that fit what you want to do and who you want to be with, and finding activities with your natural chavra that don't, don't drag you down. So, it, you know, you can go to a game together, but to spend a long night just you know, spiraling out of control, understanding the difference between activities that are fun and nice, but don't schlep you in to activities that are difficult. And um, hopefully, Hashem, you'll, you'll be, in, in, in some time in the near future, you'll be able to be in an environment that supports what you really want to do. Yeah? Uh, so, I've always been uh, very unclear about the 
concept of punishment in, in like Judaism. Yeah. So I've asked it my Rebbe once, but like it was in a very loud room. I didn't really, uh, I didn't really hear it. But, um, <laughs> but uh, like, does punishment in, in like come? Because I've always thought like if I you know do do like a bad thing and something will bad happen to me. Like if I have like a game later that day, I'll play bad in the game. Like, like is that how it works? Or, like I don't because I've always like I've always, always thought so, like how does the punishment come from like a sin? He's asking for others because he doesn't sin. Right, no, right, right. right. Um, so I, I think it would be more helpful. It, it's a question to take Hashem's world and put it into our perspective. Sometimes we're injecting our fears. Um, sometimes we're, we're, we're projecting ourselves. Hashem is good. And the right way to look at punishment is correction. So, Akadosh Baruch who wants to do what's right and what's good, and he finds a way to either push you in that direction. If not, if the 120, the, the concept of Gehenim is to work it out from you. So, to, just to think of it in a very primitive way, like if I didn't dab this morning, I'm not gonna do well at the game, I think it's counterproductive. It, it, it means you start becoming neurotic about everything, and at the end of the day, sometimes you just can't handle it, and then you, one day you don't I mean, do extremely well in the game. And you say, you know, maybe Hashem changed his mind. So, so it, 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 I think it's a much harder way to understand that Coach Prof was there correcting you. Sometimes it pushes you in a certain direction, sometimes it makes it challenging, but instead of punishment, correction, I think is a much better word for it. Right, so let's say I, you know, like I guess I took a stab in that day, and then I like I break my heart, like got a bit, like right after, and just like, I, like it just seems like there's there has to be a correlation there, because like it wouldn't have happened if I had not just stabbed in there or I had not done that sin. That's, that's how it feels, right? But I think it's it's a it's a it may or may not be, but it's a dangerous correlation to make, because then you're playing guessing games with yourself all day long. It, it becomes you become wrapped up in it. And then it it, 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 it it drives you crazy. So so I think in general, uh, a person needs to um, make, uh, understand that the bad that comes and the difficulty has a purpose to it. But the exact correlations, I, I think, are, are, are dangerous for that. Uh, so when like, a punishment happens, like, what should I, I should be thinking like, this you is You should say, yes, you know, I, you, it's a general thing, listen, I, you know, does Yisurim to come my way? I need Yisurim to change a person. They make a person more serious. They take away some of the pleasures of, of the physical pleasures. Yisurim have a way of affecting a person. Understanding that this is meant to affect me and this is what's happening is, is as far as a person should go, I think. Unless you have an inside track upstairs. But if, but if you bar that, I think staying at that level is, 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 is ideal. Um, so one of my rabbis, I'm not gonna say names, but he was when I was in like freshman year, he was more, he was very um, wanting to wear a suit on Shabbos. He was very into the way I dressed on Shabbos. And I, I was kind of more like, I don't, I was like, I don't really want to wear a suit. It's more it's like, what's on the inside? Like, I, if I, I'm inside, I'm like done and everything. Or like, I show up to school, like, whatever, like not such nice clothing. Like, does it make that big of a difference wearing nice clothes versus like wearing a suit? That's very interesting because in this parasha. It's all about the suits that I don't have to wear. Like, like, there's a whole parasha 
about wearing clothing that's appropriate for it. So maybe wait a few parshas, then we can maybe forget <laughs> it. No, we, we can get back to like automation for the chet or something, and then we could, we, we could deal with the... But I, I want to honestly ask you a following question. Imagine um, you have um, a big investment to make, and you're coming in to uh, 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 someone who does investments, and the guy is dressed casual, casual. Would you have as much confidence as somebody that looks much more put together? There's, there's, there's a projection. There's a reason why um, you know, there, there are formal affairs where you want it to be black tie and, and tuxedo or whatever it is. It lends something to it. You, you want it, it sends a certain message to yourself. Um, a policeman who's in uniform acts, in, acts with authority. So the clothing a person wears has an effect on the person. So if it's only the clothing, then, then you're right 100%. But the clothing is an important element of it. You, when you're coming for a job interview that's important to you, you dress in a way that you feel projects the image of being serious and so on. So I think I, I, it's, it's something that is an, an important part of it, as big the kahuna are. What? Sure, please. So, like, let's say, like, job interviews. Like, it's like, like your, what? Like, over a job interview, it's like your first time meeting someone. Like, let's say you feel comfortable, like, you're like, you're comfortable with Hashem. Like, it's not so much like a first time meeting with Hashem. It's like more, you know, so, it feels important. And the problem is, Yira and Ahava are both demanded of that. The relationship with Akkadish Baruch demands a combination of the two. So, Having the appropriate year, which means formality, and and the sense of kindness are both true. When when somebody, if you don't if you don't focus on the year, then Hashem is no longer Hashem. He's just the the, the, the your, you know the, your favorite buddy. He's the guy who sends you the stuff you want. So it's, it is very important to to maintain that distance. Understand, no matter how many times I've approached him, he's ain't so. And, and he is all, so, and I'm humble, and I'm nothing. The Rambam writes that the mitzvah of Av and Yira come connected with each other. As a person thinks Hashem's greatness, he is all of a sudden overwhelmed by his, by, by his own personal smallness. So it can, can, keeping that, keeping both pieces together are very critical. I want to maybe make a point about that is not understood about Yira and Ava. Um, what, what does Yira mean, fear? And why is it important towards God, this fear aspect? So, so let's, let's take an example. Imagine, let's take, I don't know, uh, uh, somebody very big, let's say the uh, Chavetz Chaim. So imagine that Somebody was Chavetz Chaim's great nephew, and he was six years old when Chavetz Chaim passed away. So his only relationship to Chavetz Chaim is um, Uncle Chavetz, or whatever it is you want to call him, Uncle Rebisolmeya. He always would hold him on his lap, let's say, he would play with him, he would give him something. Now, when he grows up, 
And he would say, sure, I knew the Chavetz Chaim. Is that right or not? The answer is it's not right. He knew Uncle Rabbi Somer. He didn't know the Chavetz Chaim. Because he, he only perceived him as a sweet old uncle. Your, your Akadosh Baruch Hu to you is the level of awe that you have. If you don't have any of that, then Hashem is a projection of your mind about wanting somebody to give you all the time good things. The, the idea of Akadosh Baruch Hu is, you know, the, it's Mimalek Laumi, Melech Kalaolam, that he's ain't so, all of that. So, so, so you're seeing it from a very, very young mind, very childish mind. That's how we're seeing it. So year is important to understand how grand the Kaddish Baruch Hu is, how infinitesimally small we are, and then to understand, and Kaddish Baruch Hu wants me, wants me particularly, and, and wants me to succeed. Yeah? Uh, how does one go about finding where to go after high school? Um, so I do feel that Rebbeim are a good way to go about it. They tend to know you. They, they tend to know the yeshivas there. And finding the right fit, the right fit means a yeshiva that you can comfortably progress. You want to grow. You want, it's a year in Yisrael to become a ruchnistic person, understand. It, 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 it gives, you have a year where you can dedicate all to the right things and you want to be able to grow as much as you can. Obviously, if it's a place that is, is demands more than you could do, that starts from a point beyond you, it's not going to work. But you want a place that has both elements. I tend to find the Rebbeim usually have, have a very good sense of it. They're, they can be honest with you where you are, and they know the yeshivas. They've sent boys again to get the yeshivas. They, know they come back and they see what, what it's like. Someone that struggles with like, let's say, wearing tzitzis or being on Philip, talk to me like, what would you tell them that could possibly help them with that? Again, ask for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm dying to meet all these friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's first of all, phrasing the question, did it, it's commendable. Like when people are honest with themselves, uh, it's always good. It's, it depends. Um, I'm too, I'm, it depends, first of all, what is the source of it? Sometimes we're translating a difficult relationship with a parent slash Rebbe slash someone else into, into not wanting to be told what to do. Sometimes, let's say a parent is very overbearing, so now this is all part of it. So you have to know, you have to be able to eliminate things like that, that's one important thing. The second thing is to understand it as a challenge in the sense of this is, you know, wearing a tzitzis means that I'm wrapping myself up in Kedusha, it allows me to be a certain thing. Understanding a little bit about the meaning of the mitzvah and, and you know, challenging yourself to it. So it, at least there's a difference, difficult is difficult, but there's a difficulty that I wish weren't there and there's a difficulty that's going to bring out the best in me. So keeping it in that perspective is helpful that you want to keep going at it until, until you must have to do it.
someone else uh, asked the yeah. question. He said, someone asked that he he has a lot of challenge with him and his parents because he said that he's trying to every time he tries to grow and make some some uh, strides in growth, his parents get nervous and make him pull back. Um, what does uh, what does someone do in that case? He's asking on behalf of his parents or on behalf of his friends. Which, which, one, which one is he? Uh, I, I think he was asking from his perspective. But, his uh, so, um, it, it's it's a challenge. Let's um, you know, let's put down an interesting halacha, which is the exact opposite of the way we we tend to take things. We think everyone knows you're supposed to respect your parents. No one, no one has any doubts about that. Our parents tell us to do something we don't want, so we yell and kick and scream, and then at the end we acquiesce because okay, they want it. Kibravein. The stress of kibravein is a lot more on the interaction than it is on the result. There, there are certain laws. Also, your parents want you to marry somebody you don't want, vice versa. You do not have to marry that person. Um, the, 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 it's not about commanding as much as interacting. So the first thing is to ensure no matter what, your activities are, um, that your interaction with your parents is positive, pleasant. Even if they are being upset, it's amazing how far you get when you are able to act, mention what you're supposed to be. Um, even if your parents are upset, it tends to um, definitely make it a lot easier. I think you need to ask yourself, are you doing something that makes your parents concerned? Is there a sort of an attitude to them that I'm better than you? Most parents are not happy when, when children change religiously because they feel they're rejecting them. They're looking down at them. So a lot of times it's because of we, we sort of give off that air, that that aura. It's important to be able to, to do it and, and to be able to do it in a way that you don't give off, that, that you're laid back about it, you're quiet about it, it's not in your face, uh, and so on. But, and I think at, at the end, if you do it right and it's sincere, the parents come around, they see that you mean it, you're not judging them, you're, 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 you're honest about it, and you're good to get in time, they will tend to come around with it. Can I just one follow up to that? Sure. Just the boy that at hand. What if, what if like he? Um, it's not just that the parents feel like slighted, like that he feels it better, but because you know we don't want you to be abnormal, and normal means whatever the parents um, define as normal. So. Therefore, like the parents, the dafka will put the kid in a certain situation. Whenever, uh, let's say, hypothetically, just as an example, let's say the boy is trying not to hang out with girls all that much, but the parents will dafka put him in situations with um, girls. On purpose, you know, it's not just making them look bad, but it's something that's not normal. We need you to be normal, and that, and therefore, putting you in a situation which is very difficult. But you have a master, you're in high school, you're living in their home. Like, what are you supposed to do? So if, if something is us or us, or if it's clear halacha that's, that it's wrong, you shouldn't do it. If it's something that just uncomfortable puts a difficult situation, then a lot better than fighting it 
is to use Chachma to get out of it. Because if you fight, it inevitably becomes a battle and, and, and you inevitably project doing things that they don't like or they don't want. If you are able to do it in a smart way, at some point the parents realize that you're okay, that you didn't lose it, and and uh, they'll soften up. It, it, it's one of the things people come back a lot of times to stroll, and they've changed, and parents they get upset, and children get counter upset, and tell the parents basically that they're wrong and they're not sincere and all of that. It becomes a vicious cycle. If you learn how to joke around, how to laugh it off, if parents don't like, you know, if the person comes back with whatever yeshiva outfit you come back with, so instead of telling your parents it's a shame how you're dressed, this is not called being dressed, just not a very good recipe for, for, for the, if you tell them something along the lines of, you should see what they wanted me to wear, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it diffuses it, it makes it feel, it, normal, normal means that they feel that you can joke about it, that you can, that, that you don't lose your cool. That's, a, that's sort of a sense that you're doing it in a mature way and it's a real decision. It, it takes, takes practice, takes patience, it takes failures, but at the end of the day, that will convey, they may not like it, but they feel, when you see somebody's all tensed up and you get a sense that's not, he's riled up, it's not him, it's not normal. When somebody, when you meet a, a, somebody who's a true and tried chassid, like a, a, you know, a chassid from Brooklyn, and, 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 and no one thinks he doesn't look normal. It's, it's normal for him. You, you, you know, it would be abnormal for him to, to look differently. But when somebody is a neo chassid, like a, like a, like a kind of a, a cool guy from here, puts on a Siddish outfit, then you think it's not normal. It, the not normalcy is not just the, the way the person is dressed, it's, it's some incompatibility with what you feel is his real personality. And the more you can convey a calm and, and an ease with it, the more it, it soothes parents and helps them realize, no, this is him, he's different, but he's really there and it's, and it's fine. Great yes. Um, what are like? There's certain questions that no one's gonna ask because they're not. They wouldn't even think to ask. And I, what I mean by that is, like, what are the values of Torah that you think are most um, like antithetical to the world we live in now? Or like, what are the things that aren't even on people's minds because we're so ingrained in the Western American culture that, like, you know, it's, it's almost the biggest challenge. One, that there is an absolute right and wrong. That right and wrong is a constructive determination. I, I, I want to think about something a minute. Um, this is, in general, something that I was, I, I'm always fascinated by. If you read any mythology books, uh, the, it's not, and, and the typical the typical um, hero or villain who tries to get the great prize, the great prize is a kingdom, a woman, um, loot, or, or a combination thereof. Maybe I'm missing something, but pretty much 
from what I can recall, those are the three things that great heroes and villains wanted and were willing to risk their lives for. If you take a look in Chomish the great prize that man fell for was the Yisem Yodei Tov Kalekim You're going to be divine-like. You'll know what's right and what's wrong. First of all, that in itself is incredible. Anyone who puts our safe, our firm together with any of the other stuff doesn't begin to understand. Mythology is the product of a human mind because that's your typical common, lowest common denominator. Everybody, everybody fantasizes one in, in one of the above, and, and this is what's expressed. The idea that the ultimate thing that it's worth risking life for is to know what's right and wrong, and that makes you like God. So right and wrong starts from God. We, some of it, we can into it, some of it we can't into it. But bottom line is, it's right and wrong because that's what Hashem said. And we, tr- we try to rack our minds to understand. Some of it we understand pretty well, some of it we understand somewhat, and some of it's baffling, but it doesn't make a difference. There is no such thing that for you something is right, for him something else is right, for another person something else is right. Yes, in minor choices, in other words, how shall I do the chesed for the person? Yes, there are different ways, and they all might be legitimate. But, um, but whether or not I should do it, or whether or not I have to do it, there's one, there's one halacha, and that's it. That, I think, is a central, it's, it's the, the central ethos of, of, of what society is, there is no right and wrong. It's, it's every man for, you know, should determine what's right and wrong. And there, there can't be, I mean, how, how could there be a right and wrong if there's nowhere, where, where does it come from? I think one thing, you think another thing, another person, another thing. To me, I think that's an underlying factor behind, and, and then once, then asking what's wrong with this, it's a good question if it's an academic question. Hashem said this is wrong. What's wrong with Chaza? I don't know, but maybe I can think about it. Maybe I can come up with some ideas. It's important to have some insight, but, but at the end of the day, it's right and wrong because Hashem made it that way, and Hashem is the source of right and wrong. I think that that's a value that is what we strongly feel about, and it's, and it's the antithesis of what society believes. Yeah. But it's for different friends. <laughs> I'll, I'll just start off for me, but I guess. Um, for me, I find a lot that I have problems with motivation, whereas a certain, like, certain areas of Judaism, I find that I see, I see logic in it, and I see that I, I can grow, and I'm motivated to, to do better. But in some other areas, I'm not. And I want to know how. I, I, mean, I, I want to, obviously, I want to be motivated in, in those areas. And I want to know how. So, so, I guess the first point is the acceptance. So, uh, let's give an example. Uh, let's say, um, health-wise, someone, a doctor gives you a list of things that are going to be healthy for you. To eat this and this, to exercise in a certain way, to stay away from certain things and so on. Some of it's easy, some of it's hard. Um, but the, 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 the first thing is you trust that that's that what he's telling you is right. 
And then you have to start deciding about how to work with things that are difficult. The first thing is understanding that Yiddishkeit is right. This is a good person, a person who does all these things. For me, this, this is easy, this is difficult, and these are almost impossible. But that gives you, it changes the mindset from should I do it or how should I do it? How do I get myself to do it? Understand that the things that are hard for you, Tzadik HaKrayan writes that many times the thing that a person has the hardest things with is his particular Vodas Hashem. And, and it means because I need, if my accomplishment will be that I move aside a lot of blockage to get to it. So the fact that it's so difficult makes it more meaningful. That's, that's, a, that's a very important piece of it. Also, um, understanding what, what does this, what change does this precipitate in a person? What does tefillin do for a person? Why is this, why is this avoda? What is the avoda here? It, 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 it's not a question answer where if you hear the answer, you'll go to it. But in time, it helps you get an attitude towards it that, that, that's helpful. So it's an avoda, it takes time. But once you change the, 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 the projection, the, the perspective where you're coming from, you're not coming and saying, should I accept it? I'm saying, I believe it's true because it came from I have a hard time with it. So I need to struggle to try to understand it, understand what effects has on a person. And reading different form can help be helpful with that. And it's also encouraging, even if you're doing it at a much slower pace or much, um, you know, with less cheshik, but, but this, it, your accomplishment in this area is so much greater because of that. So learning is one of those activities where actually doing it slowly gets you into it. Because many people, for many people in yeshivas, learning is what's, it's, is where they're at. That's, that's, that's their connection. And I assure you, for the vast majority of those people, for the vast majority of people, when they were your age, it was less than what they wanted. You know, it's, it, it takes... It's a, it's a question of a certain maturity, and it's a certain amount of proficiency. So you need to be able, it's exciting because these are arguments, these are ideas. It, 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 it's something that allows you to flex your muscles intellectually and emotionally. People learn, get very animated, get very into it. Um, I recall many years ago, I was learning many yeshiva, I can tell you exactly when it was. It was in, is in the mid 90s. And I walked outside like 10 30 in the morning. This medrash was incredible at that time. And um, there's, there's a fellow standing there. He doesn't look from, doesn't look Jewish. And he's like peering in, like just beside himself with curiosity. And he stops me and says, Are you here? I said, Yes. So he told me he works for a Philadelphia newspaper. They were planning to run a, a special edition for Israel's 50th birthday. 
And he, he, this was two years before, and, and he came around to look at different, different sides of Israeli society. Someone pointed him to Haredi world, yeshivas, and I don't know, he ended up here. And he, like, he's just astounded. He, he, he looks around and he says, tell me, does it ever come to blows? <laughs> and like, I, I was like, I didn't know what he wanted. I said, blows? He said, yeah, look at it. They're about to hit each other. And, and I assured him that it's okay. He's not going to, no one's going to hit anybody and it'll be fine. But it does produce that type, the learning itself produces. So, but it takes a, a level of being able to read and understand the back and forth and have some, and have some sort of experience in asking questions, probing questions, so on. So for learning especially, as you keep doing it, you, you, you will slowly begin to get reinforced by the joy of learning itself. And you see, just walk into any base medrash that's a sophisticated base medrash, people have been learning for years, and the Tamir HaChamim, and it's vibrant, and it, and it you know, it, it, it's, uh, it, they don't come to blows, but it's very, very active. In our show, we've come to blows. I'm just very, uh, <laughs> uh, I think Arya has Generally speaking, I think doing well is important. I, I don't think um, really cutting corners. The difference is if you can do well versus doing super well, th that I think is, is an issue. But I also think people sometimes, sometimes fool themselves when they think that they have so much more time. And people tend to have a limit to how much they can focus on one thing. So at some point, yes, you can focus all day long. There are kids, there are boys who focus all day long. But I, I, I just feel when, whenever you start becoming sloppy about obligations, it, it tends to transfer to other things. What, what year are you in school now? What, what year are you? You're juniors? Oh, okay. So senior year, but there's not much work going on, right? So, and we're almost at the end of the year, so just, just about a good point. Uh, you know, it, it's between perms are coming around the corner, and then the pace of break, and now it's, it's uh, now it's president. What's the, what's the, this is a young tip now, president's day or something like that. So, I, I, I just, I, I don't, people who really, who learn to be sloppy in certain areas, it transfers. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm weary of, of doing it. If, if it's a question of doing like super extra credit projects, stuff like that, then I would say, Talk with with Rebbein. There, I, I see there's a place to maybe just balance it out. <coughs> yeah. So, for a lot of people, trying to learn to get good grades in the class, like specifically the class of like Gemara and kind of like discourages them from like actually like taking away the message. So, how do I kind of avoid only learning? Still get the grades in class. So it does say mitoksha that it start I, I would say pursue the grades, but I think that's a good find let's say once a week when you have workshops on a half hour that you're learning something because you want to learn it. You chose it, you picked it, you're learning it for your summer vacation time and so on. I, it, the Gemara says uh, you know, be, that a person should always start with Shalom This is reality. 
we might learn a day or two very nicely without the pressure of grades, but then, then it becomes sloppy and lazy. But find some time where you learn something that you want to learn specifically, and you learn it, and you learn it just because you and yourself, that's it, I think that would be a way to, to go with it. Uh, so I have a question that like, goes along with what they were saying, but except for uh, like grades or schoolwork, it's, except more for like, it's more like physical activity. Like like how, like obviously, you know, like everyone should have physical activity in their life, right? Because like you know, to be healthy, but what if you, you know, view it more as like you know, mental, mentally, like you, you know, you feel good, it's you like, you like, like sports, stuff like that, like where, do you, where does that like come along with like <coughs> school and Torah, like like where do you put that in like terms of you're talking about spectator sports or if it's doing no, physical, yourself? doing physical activity. So, like the Raman writes in general, the Raman writes about people spending all the money for stucker versus, um, you know, making some sort of, of balance. The Raman writes very strongly against spending all the money for stucker, and he writes, Yechalkel drachov b'mishpat. A person needs to navigate his way with balance. So a person needs to ask himself, what are the activities that you feel are necessary, whether for physical, emotional reason, and what is unnecessary? And you have to try to reach some sort of, it's never perfect, but you know, when is it, when is it just because, the, you know, kind of lazy doing anything else, or when is it because this is, you need a certain amount of time. Right. Yeah. What about your concept of fun? What if you, like... So if fun is, relaxation you know, sometimes you, you, you can't be in an intense atmosphere so long then um, then, then it's, it, people take a break for a reason but then a person if it's, if, it's, if it's not that then it's a certain sense of basically losing time in your life when you do something for fun fun by definition means there's nothing to it really it's just enjoyable at the moment, but it leaves nothing lasting. <coughs> Part of Yiddishkeit is that everything is focused towards a goal. So the things that leave you smarter, more understanding, a better person, uh, and, and, and so on. So the amount of off time that a person needs <coughs> to get rid of tension, to freshen up, and so on, is positive. The amount of off time, because we're missing the sense of life, and life as a tachlis did, is not positive. And there a person should move it towards the direction of, of tachlis. Well, you know, I'm striving for something. So, um, we're in like high school, so there's, you know, there's some like things that happen there. So, you know. so let's say there's, if you're trying to distance yourself from those things. Let's say you have to, if you're trying to explain to like somebody, let's say you're trying to explain to someone of the opposite gender, like, kind of like why the like, Torah kind of says go with us, but like they're kind of like I don't get like they're generally like, how do you explain to a girl that how would you explain to like, you know, like, kind of like, of don't hang out there. You have a very you have a very long discussion, and, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm. I think the I think the right approach is that a relationship, a physical relationship, is something very sacred, and Akash Brown gave it to us for a reason. 
and having a, a relationship not in its place takes away from a person. It means that when a time comes for it, I'm not, you know, it, it's not 100%. There's a certain sense, putting it down as something, it's a sacred thing, and that's why we preserve it for its right time and place, is, is a healthy approach, and, and explain it, and you know, this is the way you feel about it, and, and um, this is what the Torah's perspective is. That's what it is. What if he's not talking about physical relationships, just, just friends? He's talking about, let's say, just friends. But even, you know, it's a who created chemistry between men and women that to, 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 to make sure that it's, the human race continues. Part of that chemistry is that the, the engagement just it has a way of of going endlessly and and then getting some other things that's the nature of that type of relationship it's it's Hashem made that nature and it has its place and purpose but the idea you know there's a reason why somebody attractive can keep you for hours and hours because it has less to do about conversation and more about the attraction that's the reality of it so being able to make your life useful and focus on the things you want to focus is, is why you want to keep your relationships in a proper place. Even, even let's forget about male-female relationship. Even a, a guy who's just fun to hang out with, but you can hang out for hours with the guy doing nothing. But he's got that type of personality, you can sit and joke for him. It's also not good. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's drawing you away from doing things that are focused to just spending time, and, and that's really the criteria for it. I think we have like a, a few more questions. I think Alicia, and then Orr, and okay. uh, Why shouldn't we talk uh, during Davin? So, you, I assume you're talking about the parts of Davening that are, um, that you're allowed to talk technically in Halacha. I mean, Shmanesha is, is, is uh, I think, imagine the same have you ever, when you talk to somebody and a person is answering the phone, it feels um, disrespectful. It feels um, it's sort of, you know, it, 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 breaks, it breaks the flow. I, I mean, you know, when I, when I talk to somebody and he answers the phone, so I recognize that he's not really with me. The sp- davening is supposed to be space, time with the Kaddish When we have another person involved in it, then we don't have that relationship anymore. And, and our davening suffers tremendously because of it. Because it's, it's you know, how can I just feel that I'm in the presence of Hashem when I'm taking a call for somebody else? In, in, in anybody, when you buy a doctor, um, you don't take calls from other people. It, it, you know, you're, 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 he's giving you quality time, and that's that. Getting that sense with a Kaddish Baruch Hu requires that we do what it takes to have that, that type of quality time, so to speak. Um, how do you define Latino Shadishba and um, are we obligated with, for example, are we obligated to love them? Like, we're obligated to love all other Jews, and I learned that we're supposed to love them. 
but are we obligated to not speak Russian power about them and all the things that are so the the, the Chazanish's definition of Tenshinishba basically is that if you grew up not religious, then even if the person has been exposed to from ideas, but he has a lot of baggage that doesn't let him accept it, we tend our attitude towards anybody, unless the person was from and then you know walked away from it. Our attitude tends to be that people growing up in a society are Tinish and Ishba. And our job, since they can't help themselves, our job to do what it takes to help them find their way back to Yiddishkeit. Whether it's actively explaining to them or it's acting in a way that makes your lifestyle attractive to them. If you act the way you should, and people see it, they associate it with a yarmulke and tzitzis, then they say, you know what? There's something special about these people. And, and they have a, a cheshek to want to, to want to be like it. What if it's an intellectual issue where they, they, they feel like they've searched it out um, and they haven't find, found anything like uh, any, any actual material in the, in the religion? Um, in that case, do we still have to treat them like, like any other Jew or do we treat them like if, if they were not born very strongly from, the answer is yes. The fact that they search intellectually doesn't mean much. You, you want that a person should explore it experientially. He should experience it. And, and really, for most people, the experience of, of, of Yerushkai, is rather than, than it, we can sit and talk about Shabbos all day long. If you haven't kept the Shabbos, hard to believe it'll make you keep Shabbos. Certainly not the older. But if you spend, for most people, being at a Shabbos table is what got them hooked on Yerushkai. The idea of family, that get people together, that's, that's really, so being the person that, that projects what a heat is has a tremendous effect on these people. So if you're nice to them, you have a car of them, you're warm and friendly, and you represent something of value, then, then you're doing what's right. Um, I think Binyamin, and then I, and then really Zach, he wants it, but Rabbi American really doesn't want it, but he's willing to be Mako, maybe. But Binyamin, I think Binyamin needs either, though. No, Binyamin, you're right. You mentioned before, like a pastime, like a healthy pastime. What would you consider, like, as a healthy pastime? Because, like, let's say you're not really into sports, watching sports, or, like, movies, or, like, you have no friends to hang out. Like, what's, like, a healthy thing you could do as a pastime? Um... There does seem to be an endless list of pastimes, so I, so I, I would tell you just criteria. It, it, preferably, there should be something that adds value, information, skill, and something. No, oh, sorry, but like, let's say like you're on a break, like let's say like you're working, you're learning all day, and then you're just like, all right, I need to like rest my mind. I don't want to like learn, like I, I just want to like relax. So it, a lot of things, let's say something, something like physical exercise of some sort. Could be something good, music that's you know uh, classic music or music that doesn't have issues, and um, uh, something like what? Maccabees as a mitzvah. The, the, We're the, talking to like a, a top Jewish DJ over here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, but it, it has to be something that doesn't suck you in. Also, that was a type, a type of activity that sort of uh, swallows you up and, and, it, and it draws you more and more, it's problematic. So again, the, I, look, I, 
I'm sure there's things that you can do in Florida. I mean, it's, it's just... Uh, well, that's the problem. That's yeah. the problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, one more. Okay, I think it's last, last, last one. And we want to, we think, or Shiva, I think just the Zach. Zach, yeah, okay. If one is trying to grow in their Judaism and they're invested, but their friends aren't so much, should they be trying to focus on elevating themselves or bringing up their friends? We're talking about someone who's like, he's been called Mashiach since ninth grade. I'm asking for a friend. Well, I'm asking for a friend. I would, I, I would be a little less, you know, trying to Mashiach. I just, interacting with people, if, if you're a hush of a person, you know, if, if, if you're serious about Yiddish guy, I'm learning stuff, and you interact with friends, whether they like you or not, if, if you're somebody worthy of respect, that creates a certain sense of um, hashbar. I don't think a person your age and your station should do anything more than that. You should focus on your growth, but your interaction, people should be pleasant and nice, interesting, so that people say, okay, I, I can't do what he does, but you know what, someday. Or there's, there's a sort of sense of what, what's the good in, in being a person who's in over the chef. I, I don't think an active cure project is, 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 it's not the right setting, it's not the right time in life. Okay, um, we want to thank Roshiva tremendously. Okay. And, and it's uh, <laughs>